Okay, I'm checking this one more time. Stop. Stop with all the noises. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> there. Now it'll be better. Ha ha ha. What's going on, everyone? My name is Brian Williams, and I am the pastor of Restoration Church in Traverse City, Michigan. Thanks so much for allowing us into your digital life and tuning in to this message. If you'd like to get involved with anything we have going on, you can do so at restorationtc.com. While you're there, you can find out about events, get to know a little bit more about what we believe, and you can also give a donation. Now, we're set up a little different than most in that we have a community account where 100% of your donation goes directly back into the community, both locally and globally. We've partnered with organizations like Freedom Builders here in Traverse City, World Orphans, and Charity Water. We also have an overhead account that helps fund the mission and vision of the church. Our vision is people following Jesus, and our mission is transparency, community, and change. Thanks again for checking out the message. Now let's get to it. Restoration Church, welcome to... I don't know how to start any of these things. It's just like, get started, you know? And good morning. And good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Depending on what time you're listening to this. Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast. Uh, The cutting room floor, I don't know what week we're on anymore. I lose track after three, so... (laughs) Is this our third or fourth? Yes. Okay. Great. Speaking I, of grammarly. At some point. Yeah. <laughs> what? Speaking of grammarly and grammar. Did I do something wrong? No, I answered your question. Oh, with yes. Yeah. Yes, it is our third or fourth. Yep. For those of you who don't know about grammarly, it's this really dumb app that you can put on your devices to make sure that you speak more gooder. <laughs> and apparently, I do not write well with punctuation and grammar because it has so many red flags and I'm too Dutch to uh, pay for the premium version where it'll just tell me what's happening. So I have to guess. And so I work on one sentence for like five minutes. I'm like, nope, that wasn't it. Nope, that wasn't it. Nope, that wasn't it. What do you want from me, Grammarly? (laughs) I would like proper English. I should just send it to you to proofread since you've got a degree in it. But then I would have to send every email and that's over too much to you information. Like, can you just check on this for me? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Proofreaders make good money, though. Maybe I'm in the wrong business. I think the internet has made us all dumber. Yes. No, I think our use of the internet has made us all yeah. dumber. We don't like my kids don't know cursive. Right. I don't know anybody like. When, See what I did? That was a pun. I said ah, right. <laughs> yeah. Let's see English. Anyway. <laughs> English jokes. Science. Um, science. Um, we are. Kelly's been up <laughs> since two thirty apparently, and um, yes. So her cat. She realized she's not a cat person anymore. I hate Reacher. <laughs> He's so cute. But was up early. Uh, what were we talking about? Grammar? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Today? No, it was grammar for sure. I don't remember where that was headed, though. So, sorry, folks, if you were thinking we were going to end that conversation somewhere and put a bow on it, 
Um, no we've bugs. both lost complete track of where we were going with it. So, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah, I have no idea where we were going. But, Kelly, would you take this over? Because I don't know why I'm talking. I don't know why you just handed it off to me either. Okay, let's class this up a little. <laughs> Some Ready, focus. break. Go. <laughs> We're on the same page today. Yes, we are. All right. We're talking about Cultivate, the series uh, Cultivate. Yeah. We sure are. More ex... ex more... <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and those laborers in the vineyard. Yes, right? those, we those. On. And how fair or unfair the end of the day appeared. Yeah. Um, I like this. I like this parable. Um, mostly when I say I like things, it's because I've used them or God has used them in my life to straighten me out. I'm what you call a two by four Christian. I kind of have to be hit on the head with the two by four to get a truth into my heart. Um, but he does it in a kind and loving way. So, um, we know what Brian talked about on Sunday. If you listened, if you didn't, you should have, or you should have been there. That's another word we're taking back. Should have. Yes. I will should on you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have, I have movie quote Tourette's, and I have to stop right now. So yeah, the workers um, all getting paid the same, regardless of what time of day they were hired and started working. It's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And then um, the things that we didn't get to on Sunday. Yeah, my sermon, I mean, there's so many different ways you could have approached this uh, this parable, and that's kind of the cool thing about parables. Sometimes is is all the different avenues in which you can take them. Um, I took it more of a kingdom focus. Like, uh, are we are we my kingdom focused or his kingdom focused? Um, but there's so many different different applications to that, uh, and I'm excited to maybe explore a couple of those. Me too. Okay. Two options. All right. One is, um, we're all familiar with the lament that, how is it fair, I've been a good Christian all my life, and then somebody who's had a so-called fun life, partying, (laughs) didn't, you know, didn't care about anything, and then like the deathbed confession. Right. And the, the lament is, they get to go to heaven, just like me, but they didn't have to live a better life or whatever. Yeah. Why do we get jealous of that? Right. It's, especially when we call it the fun life, because that's... It's not even fun, and I'm going to go into that. Okay, great. (laughs) Cool. I will let you keep going. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Well, there's two aspects of that. Um, A pastor I had in Jackson who is now with Jesus, he was amazing, uh, Dr. Mike Lee, um, was the first pastor I heard say sin is fun, because it is (laughs) for a while. And that's the point. So, like, I grew up in East Toledo, and a lot of friends of mine, you know, partying and whatever. But you think, you think when you get old, you'll make that deathbed confession. And I have a lot of friends who didn't get old to make that deathbed confession. Friends have been murdered. Friends have OD'd. Um, those are the two main care categories. So you just number one, you don't know when your time is up. Number two. How fun really is the partying life when you end up dead in the intersection of East Broadway and Navarre Avenue or shot in your backyard or whatever? So, yeah, and I think we, 
like from my Baptist perspective, uh, we talked a lot about perspective on Sunday too. We did. Experience informs our perspective, which informs our expectations, which tells us what our motive is going to be. Uh, I like the way you wrote that in the questions, the w- the last one about the motive, because I was Thank you. struggling. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was struggling with words and how to <laughs> use the right one. I should have used Grammarly for my sermons. I should, I should implant Grammarly in my brain. <laughs> there you go, with a chip. There is a way to do that. It's called learning. <laughs> Should have already been done, but what do you? That's what do? we were talking about. Cursive. We were <laughs> cursive writing. Your children don't know how yeah, to write. They don't in know cursive. how to write, uh, and I don't know how they're going to sign their names when they get older because they don't know cursive. Anyway, um, so talking about that, my Baptist perspective growing up, and this is not like it's it's just the way that it was. Um, is you don't get to have fun (laughs) you know what i mean like uh the earth isn't for us to enjoy the world isn't for us to enjoy it's for us to rebuke and stay away from um and and sometimes that is necessary there like there are things that we should not do uh but but to think of the christian life as boring, which is the way that we perceive it because, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. It's a lot like, like, like dieting. Um, you know, you, people hate to diet because they don't get to enjoy whatever food it was that they got before. And, and I think the, the beauty of the Bible is, is God isn't saying don't enjoy these things. He's saying, don't make these things your God. Yeah, big difference. And that's a big difference. Enjoy them if you can. The 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 issue is with us as humans and and we put a a blanket over all of it, especially growing up the way that I did, like all of those things are now bad is uh it, it's like that diet mentality. I can't have those things, therefore I really really want those things. Um what I've learned uh, especially like with dieting and stuff is is the best way to to stay on track with your diet is to everything in in moderation, right? Like just to to keep your portions under control. Otherwise, your portions will control you. Keep whatever you enjoy under control as long as it's legal. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make a differentiation. differentiation. That'll work. Yeah. There between, you know, don't do illegal things. Um but but the world is like we can enjoy things but it's not um it's not for us to abuse and uh i mean i i continually go back to the well of alcohol because Mm -hmm. it's an easy one to address um i can i can consume it in moderation and be fine i don't have that addictive personality i don't have that in my brain where once I have one drink, I need to have 17 drinks. I, I just don't, that's, that's not in my wiring. Uh, and I practice a lot of control with that. So most weeks, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't consume any alcohol whatsoever. Uh, I just keep those clean. And then Thursday through Sunday, if I want to have a drink or two, I don't ever have more than two. Um, then that's what I'm able to do. So I'm enjoying it, but it's not controlling me. And uh, it's the same 
thing with a lot of stuff that we get into. So trying to change our perspective in that we don't have to live a boring life. In fact, God doesn't call us to live a boring life. I mean, Jesus says it, that he came to give us life and to give it abundantly. Now, that's a much higher level of life than what we're talking about right now. Uh, We talked about that a few weeks ago. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that mentality of I can't have this, we can't do this, we can't live a fun life is is just so false. Correct. And it's funny because... I threw out a challenge maybe two months ago now. We were just discussing also where did the last six weeks go. Mm-hmm. So it's probably been a couple months since I challenged um, people at the brewery to turn off social media and news and, and limit your daily intake. And and when we're talking about enjoying life, I, I think the way our news is today, there's nothing positive being reported as a whole, it's buried. Like I'll read headlines. I very rarely will read an article. I'll scroll the headlines on different websites just to get a feel for what's going on. All negative, all doom and gloom. And I don't like to generalize, but there's really not much positive news out there. But if you, if you look around where you're at, especially if you're living in Traverse City, why would we let that affect us when we can go hang out by the bay? It costs nothing mm-hmm. to go sit by the water, walk a trail. I mean, we have so much stuff around us that we can enjoy, and and we're why aren't we? And I think that I think too much information, too much news intake. Again, give I, I think it gives us experiences, the feeling of experiences. We don't have these experiences, right? But they convince us that we are all experiencing this. And it's just not true. Yeah. And, and social media and the news can be two of those things as well, where it's like, is it controlling you mm-hmm. or, or are you good in moderation with that? Like, um, and this is speaking to myself, first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, what is it? Mm-hmm. Check your email, check your social media pages, check the news somewhere in those those three is probably in most of our lives I know it is for mine uh, that's kind of the order in which I start my day uh, and that will set the tone yeah. of your day yep. whether you realize it or if not if I got a good email if there's a bad email if there's something good that happened in the news yes. did I get enough likes if not what's then then I might wake up in a bad mood only because I haven't even gotten out of bed yet and I've already checked my email i've started working before i even get out of bed it's not good it's not (laughs) no no coffee first yeah well first see if there's anything wrong and why your cat thinks 2 30 is 5 (laughs) 30 then take it from there yeah so that that uh that jealousy yeah uh of like oh man they lived they lived it up. That tells us more about how we feel about our relationship with Christ than it does yes. about them. It's like, wait, you felt like you were missing out? I think you did the Christian life wrong then. Right. If you felt like you were missing out. There's a lot. There's a lot in that. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? I'm thinking out loud. So what is it about that you think you're missing out on? Again, that's where I was headed to with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm done with that subject. 
It's like gone. Yeah, it it's, just it's, escaped it's gone. the brain. It, you it, don't want to beat it, a dead is, horse, but I mean... Well, yeah, it, it is that perspective thing. I mean, if if our entire experience of Jesus goes to a boring sermon on Sunday morning and some songs that I don't really want to sing and they're just telling me what I can't do, yeah. then, yep, your perspective is the Christian life sucks. But I better do it because I want to go to heaven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just, this is my, the dues that I have to pay in order to get to heaven. I got to go to church. I have to do whatever. But that's, I mean, that's nowhere in the Bible mm-hmm. of, of what Christ has called us to do. Man, that just that reminds me. You talk about music, and you don't like that. There's a differentiation. <gasps> there's that word again. Yeah. Between secular and Christian music. I don't. And and I'm with you. And when I when our son, not our son, but when my son, <laughs> <laughs> let's get these let's clear the straight. air right there. I'm married to my wife Leah. Words we have four mean children. <laughs> my son is with someone else. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> when he was growing up, and you know, movies are rated what they're rated for a reason. But we didn't say you yeah. could not go to any movie that was rated R, because I think that sets the tone, a couple of different tones. Number one, you're dismissing any rated R movie as mm-hmm. having any value to a 15 year old because you got to be 17 to go see him technically. Um, and number two, I think that when he turned 17 or 18, his one goal in life would be to go see every rated R movie, just because he wasn't allowed to. Yeah. So we try to differentiate between content. Is this a good movie and it's rated R? Then let's go see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so old now, I can't even think. That was so long ago, I can't even think of an example. The Matrix. Um, yeah. Is that rated? I don't even know what that's rated, rated anymore. Yeah. Um, war war movies right. are usually rated R, and yep. they're great for history Saving to bring Private history Ryan. to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not that you can't go see a rated R movie. It's like, what is the content of your movie? Right. So as a Christian, it's not that you can't go to a movie or a rock concert. It's what what are you listening to, mm-hmm. and what are you watching, and what are you putting in? Yep. That's what matters. And and when it comes to that, like the, why I don't like having two separate like Christian and secular music because we've talked about this before I think is that all truth belongs to God Mm -hmm. and so if there's an artist that's singing a truth it doesn't belong to them right Uh, it it belongs to God because God is the keeper of truth he is the way the the truth he is the truth and so if there's anything true in the world it belongs to him regardless of who sings it it could be Correct. it could be chance the rapper singing it rapping it raps rapping and singing it or it could be <laughs> it could be bill gaither singing right. it like truth is truth the only differentiation i make look at us using that word so much today 463 times yeah it's like Every time, what's that thing where? Oh, the word of the day, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, nope, no, that's not where I was going. <laughs> okay, where uh, you think about something and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Oh yeah, like you buy a red car and now all the now cars all you the see cars are, are red. red. Yeah, yeah, whatever that is. I don't know. <laughs> Dang it! I just lost my train of thought again. <laughs> <laughs> the train has been derailed, um, but the train workers are not on strike, so that's good. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. A little current event there, sorry. Oh, I didn't know anything was happening there. Good, then you've met my challenge of not watching too much news. <laughs> well, that's an easy for one for me. <clears throat> if it's not sports, I don't really know what's happening. Um, doggone it. Where were you? 
Why did I just lose everything again? It's a... Um, oh, you were naming musicians. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, the only differentiation I make is uh, with music that's specifically for the worship of God. Ah. That's, that's where I will make a separation. Mm-hmm. Like, because this is a song that can be sung corporately together as a church because we're... Now, all music can be worship, but there are specific songs that focus only on him that are very vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the ones that I'm going to tend to pick out to sing in church. Yes, because it's for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's really that simple. Other songs can speak truth, but I might not sing them in church. Correct. So that's my only... Caveat. <laughs> What's so funny? I don't know. Okay. Oh my goodness! I do not do well without eight hours of sleep. I'm just saying, I'm not a night person. So yeah, all of this really leads to, um, and and what you talked about on Sunday, one of my favorite subjects, which is worldview. Basically, what's your worldview? And if you don't know what your worldview is, there's an easy way to find out. So, everyone has heard. A crisis, if, if crises are what reveals our character. Mm-hmm. Crises don't help us build character. It shows us what our character is so that when we're not in crisis, we can work on our character. Um, and worldview is just your belief system and how you act and respond to situations will tell you your worldview. And Chuck Colson, um, who is a brilliant apologist, came up with three questions to help you decide what your what your worldview is. You can apply these three questions to any beliefs, any belief system and how you answer these questions will tell you what your worldview is. Um, and those are, where did we come from? What has gone wrong with the world and what can we do to fix it? And so when we're talking about perspectives, first and go ahead and if you're listening, answer these questions, where do you think we came from? Did we come from God where we created in God's image Um, Or did we come from a primordial pool of ooze and evolved into who we are today? That will then dictate how you answer what has gone wrong with the world. If you adhere to a biblical worldview, you know sin. We, We live in a fallen world. And that's what's wrong with the world. Other people might say the white man is what's wrong with the world or religion is what's wrong, religious leaders or what's wrong with the world, imposing a way of life. Um, a certain political group is what's wrong. And then if that's what you think is wrong, then your fix is going to be totally different. And then, so yeah, if you just answer those questions, it's a good one. Yeah, that is really good. And that'll, that'll yeah, that'll change your perception. Because if it's everything else that's wrong with the world and not I, I'm not playing a part in it, then you're... Mm-hmm instantly elevating yourself to a status that you don't belong to. Correct. And so if you're like, um, there's a lot of stuff wrong with the world and I'm part of it. How do I, how do I change myself so that I can help others change themselves? It kind of goes along with the book that you handed out, not in it to win it. Yeah. Um, because we all agree, no matter what, what religion you say you are a part of, no matter what political party, you say you are a part of, no matter what you think about truth, we all can agree there's something wrong in our world. Yes. 
And the arguments come in, where's the fix? So as a believer, as a follower of Christ, if you can really understand that everyone's just coming from their own belief system, they're not enemies. They're just coming from what they believe went wrong and and coming up with ideas to fix it. And what astounds me, this is going to come out kind of snarky, I hope it doesn't, the fixes that aren't biblical aren't working. No, that's not snarky. It's it, Thank you. Sometimes I can be snarky. Um, but if you really look around, another question Chuck Colson asked is, when you're not living according to a Christian worldview and as a follower of Christ, how's that working out for you? Yeah. And it's not. I mean, we can look around and see that it's not. The families are a mess. The economy is a mess. Um, culturally speaking, everything is true. That, that That's impossible. Saying there's no truth is a truth, which then negates you saying there's no truth. <laughs> so you Right. And then what do you do when when someone's truth interferes with what your truth is? Then we have conflict because yeah. somebody's gotta win out. Right. Not everybody can be true. Because I mean in the most extreme <laughs> manner, <laughs> you think your life is important and I could think that your life is not. And so Correct. my truth is I'm ready to end your life. Your truth is uh no <laughs> well, one of us is right and one of us is wrong. Yeah. So who who's going to win that one, yeah. you know? And so the, like just at the and the weirdest thing is at the base level all of these arguments they just fall apart. It's that mm-hmm. am I using the proper terminology when I say it's a straw man argument? No. I don't know what straw man is. Oh. Okay. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Now I don't I know if I'm <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is a something, something. You know, where it's just, it's it's built on a false assumption. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, I, I think that's what that is. I'm curious now, because words fascinate me. Straw man you look it up. Theory is I'm so thinking the straw man, I'm thinking um, Wizard of Oz, Scarecrow. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no. It's, but I'm tired. You're right. It's not that. It's something else. Anyway, again, off, off topic. We are not off topic. That's an off-topic. We're off-topic, Jenny. (laughs) Straw man argument is a form of argument and an informal fallacy of having the impression of refuting an argument, whereas the real subject of the argument was not addressed or refuted, but instead replaced with a false one. Oh, like wag the dog. Wag, yeah. The movie? That's, yeah, you're wag, and yeah, but we won't, we'll we'll just stick with, you're right. You are correct. Well, I used it right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, you used it correctly. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're so it's do just, a grammar podcast. That's the, that's the whole idea is uh, uh, until we get to the underlying issue between mm-hmm. all of these things, we're never going to f- correct what's going on. Which is interesting because you should then look at politics that way. Like, like just taking our country because this is where we're living. Where does the buck stop? And, and it, okay, I'm going to backtrack a little. When I was in college, I had a professor. I took a class on the death penalty. And he was an atheist, and he knew I was a Christian. And at the end of the class, we had to write a paper. And I wrote my paper about how I, and, and I was against, um, I was for capital punishment at the time. I will say the only reason I'm not for capital punishment today is because I don't think people get good enough attorneys. So the people with more money get a better attorney, gets them life in prison. People with public defenders, you're done. 
but then you sit on death row forever, and that's another conversation. So anyway, um, at the time, I was staunchly for capital punishment, but I wrote my paper um, about how I changed my mind, and I was against capital punishment. And he gave me an A, and he wrote on it that he was glad to see that I was brave enough to have changed my mind. And we had a conversation about it, and I said I didn't change my mind. I was making a point, and my point is I can find any source to support any opinion and write a convincing paper to tell you that I've changed my belief. I didn't change my belief. Mm. But my point is, where does the buck stop? And for a follower of Christ, it stops with the Bible, stops with God's word and how he tells us to live in his worldview. In America, if we want to translate it to politics, since we have an election coming up, the buck stops basically with our Constitution. And so it's interesting to me, and I will not, like Brian I know you don't get political, and, and I'm not going to either, but, but when people freak out about a, a recent Supreme Court ruling, if we would just look at the actual ruling and see what it says in light of our Constitution, not how people feel today about it, but what is legal and is it, our, the Supreme Court's not in the right and wrong business. It's in the legal and illegal business. So what is legal, and what are our options? And if you can take the emotion out of it, and look at it through your worldview, you can have a conversation with someone you disagree with um, and not have to hate them. I had, I had someone cancel me for about two years. <laughs> I didn't exist hmm. because of a political view of mine. And it's like, whatever, I thought we were friends. That's cool. It's on you. Uh, yeah. I've, um, I'm trying to stop with my yeah i think <laughs> segues because uh i bother myself what i wanted to say is that goes back to the me kingdom versus yes. his kingdom mentality uh even even going back to historical stuff or, or whatever it is like we're so hell-bent on erasing the past mm -hmm. like it didn't like let's not let's not write about this let's not have this in our in our in our books let's not yeah. let's just try to bring everything in. um because we want to in our own me kingdom we want it to look polished and mm -hmm. pretty and this is look at this perfect little kingdom that we've created but in the Jesus kingdom it's like look at how messed up we are and look at how much his grace has saved us mm -hmm. and so we don't have to we don't celebrate the wrong that we've done, but we are reminded it's sobering to think about um, what e even just what's happened in this country and, and not to erase it, but man, to really think back on that. And, and now in a his kingdom focus, what are the things that I can do to share his love with anyone around me, regardless of the historical context of where we're at? How can I just share his love? And, in, in that me kingdom, we're all wanting to get ahead, and that's when it becomes political arguments. That's when we get into cultural arguments. That's when we get into who's right, who's wrong. Yeah. Uh, but when we're living in Jesus's kingdom, like I said on Sunday, it's it's a tie at the end of the day yeah. because we all take that dirt nap, and we don't take anything with us, and all that matters is what we did with Jesus Christ. 
I was my movie quote Tourette's is coming out when you said right and wrong. I, I don't know if anyone's seen Matilda with Danny DeVito. It's pretty old. Yeah. Um, but he, he's standing over her. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm big. You're little. <laughs> it's just like, that's just the way it is. But yeah, we, we don't, there's no reason to argue. There really just is no reason to argue and, yeah. and, and erasing, trying to erase a history and everything associated with something negative really just pits people up to take a side Mm -hmm. because now we're arguing over should we erase our history or not instead of what our history is. Yeah. If you're appalled by the words Mark Twain used in Huckleberry Finn because he was making a point and that was the context of the day, then you would just choose not to use certain words that Mark Twain used in Huckleberry Finn, which was his point to call somebody what he called Jim because that's how they were addressed back then people that were slaves anyway so we're now arguing over should we or should we not erase our history instead of getting to the foundational issues of how we treat people how we talk to people and that that really of course at the end of the day is all that matters and I and I like I like obviously we're not taking anything with us but I I read somewhere we really are we're taking our relationships with us yeah that's all we're taking with us yep so that helped change my perspective several years ago, which then altered my motives, which is if all I'm taking with me are relationships, then what am I doing with my time, my money, mm-hmm. my, my gifts and, and things? Am I buying stuff or am I doing things with people? Am I having conversations? Am I available if somebody wants to talk or yeah. needs help with something? Because it's all that matters is relationships. And then Jesus, of course, says how you treated the least of these is how you treated me. When you helped them, you helped me. When you didn't help them, you didn't help me. That's pretty powerful. Yep. Yeah. And if... So since we kind of danced around the topic, um, especially when it comes to... I did not know this is where we were going to go today (laughs) at all. Uh, Just comparing my kingdom and his kingdom... um, There's there's zero racism in his kingdom. Correct. And uh, we think about like and and man, I don't want to. It's it's not political, so don't <laughs> <laughs> don't turn it off. Listen right. to us till the end. We um, promise. Here he, here's when it comes to. Uh, that topic of, of racism and, and what I hear white people <laughs> say a lot, and that sounds so weird to say that, uh, <laughs> cause I don't know, it just sounds weird is haven't we already done enough to, um, for reparations mm-hmm. or all like, come on, that was, well, it really wasn't that long ago when you really start thinking about Big it in the picture. grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, what, 150 years? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, like slavery. Uh, right. I mean, racism is still around today. So, yeah. um, but but when I hear that argument of like, man, we've already done enough. Why why this? Why that? Why the other thing? And, and, and we take this um, broad picture view. Uh, I, I think we need to shrink it back down because again, Jesus says the first shall be last and the last will be first, which means we all tie. So, how can I serve 
anyone around me, mm-hmm. not just white people, not just black people, not just Asian people, not just American, uh, Native Americans, not just, um, I, I mean, I'm going to, Hispanics, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever background we come from, what if we just stop, respect each other's differences, understand that there are differences within our races, within our communities, within mm-hmm. our, whatever our backgrounds are, not being blind to those things, but appreciating what each other brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the kingdom of God. That's truly the kingdom of God. Uh, but there was a whole thing for a long time of trying to be colorblind or whatever. It's like I don't see color. It's like yes, you do. No, you, <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to say you don't because right. it's easier. Yeah. Uh, and 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 if you don't see color, then that means. You're only hanging out with your own people. Right. <laughs> so. There's no color to see. <laughs> um, well, but that's the the great Amer- the great exper- experiment. That's what our country yeah. is called, and our country is young. Um, but but it was a melting pot. Right now, it's just boiling over with chaos and anger. Yeah, and it's and it's a waste of energy. But people came here. People want to come here for a reason. Yeah, this is the best country. I'll just say, it, and I don't think it's political. This is the best country. If you really want to figure out where you have freedom, I don't think we understand our freedom. I, we're third generation, like the third generation business owner. Yeah. We do not understand how free, free we really are. Yeah. I can't even form words right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, my heritage is Irish. And and go to Manhattan in the 1800s and every sign in the window was Irish need not apply. Yeah. Well, there's some racism. So I wasn't there. I didn't put the sign in the window and I did not get a job. <laughs> I used the double negative. <laughs> but so so I can learn from that and, and just treat people with respect and, and don't behave like that. Yeah. I think I think we make too big of a deal out of stuff, quite honestly. I had a conversation on Sunday with a couple of friends and we talked about a topic and I said, I just I don't know if it's generational, but we make too big of a deal of certain things. Well, when we only focus on the on on what's wrong, yeah, we're never focused on Christ, right? And so that that issue looks like it's insurmountable because we can't see what's beyond it, and so that's the only thing. And so we're gonna make that the biggest thing because that's the biggest thing in our viewpoint at that point. And we're gonna argue about it, yeah, and take sides, yeah, and not talk to people who don't agree with us, yeah. So the other thing about, um. <laughs> All of this, which can kind of tie in, I guess, uh, and we can navigate away from politics and all of that. Because <laughs> I don't know how that happened. We tiptoe that line pretty <laughs> tightly. Um, is uh, the the people who are working uh, can have this mentality as well of like, I mean, that was what what was in the parable is. Uh, the people that got there at six a.m. were mm-hmm. angry at the people at five p.m. that got there. And, and got, got the, the same, same amount, amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't for a lack of effort on the 5 o'clock p.m. people. Their their number just wasn't drawn until 5 p.m. It, they agreed to work for what they agreed to work for, yeah. and so did the 6 a.m. people. Yep. yep, but this hierarchy of I've worked longer, I've worked harder, therefore I deserve dot, dot, dot. That's a me That's how, <laughs> and it's fine. People can run businesses however they want to. Uh, because that's another beautiful thing about the country that we live in, but um, the, the the Jesus model just isn't 
necessarily that way. And I'm not saying business owners owners need to adopt that, but we pay people based on merit right? in the United States. Um, and in most places in the world, you're paid based on merit. Mm-hmm. But in the kingdom of God, we are not paid based on merit. And that's why we skirt politics. It's not like we're afraid to talk politics. Right. It's just divisive. Yeah. And it's not, we're not here to talk about politics. We're here to talk about Jesus. Yes. And, and so our politics and beliefs are a result of our relationship with Jesus. But what really matters is the kingdom of God. And are we living with a kingdom perspective and not a me or a worldly perspective? What's yeah. our worldview? Yeah. So that just as a caveat, that's why we don't want to talk about politics. We're not afraid of it. Right. There's, what's the point? There's, there's, there's a, no point. Yeah, there's a time and a place to be yeah. able to talk about politics. Uh, I just don't think on a podcast format. Yeah. Form, form format. It. Format format is a way, is that space. Yeah. I think if we turn the microphones off and then you and I just had a conversation on politics, totally fine. Yeah. Because we both can discuss and know that even if we differed on something, we wouldn't hate each other at the end of the day. Correct. The problem with it in in preaching or in leading it that way from the pulpit, which there's no pulpit anymore hardly, but <laughs> leading from, from that space there's no room for conversation Mm -hmm. i don't like it when people want to have a conversation during a message (laughs) with me um i'm busy (laughs) yeah yeah and so uh yeah politics is fine to talk about it but find the right place to do it and only if you can do it in a way that shows jesus at the end of the day if you're going to ruin your testimony right by the way that you speak about this candidate or that candidate don't because we are ambassadors yep we're jesus jesus's ambassadors mm-hmm. stupid reacher if you wake me up at 2 30 tomorrow anyway yeah we're we're ambassadors for christ not a, Repu- a republican or a democrat or an independent yeah. or whoever else is out there right so that's Heck, just we're not even an ambassador for america no we're an ambassador for christ yes and that goes a bit larger than everything else if you believe what you say you believe and you follow jesus that's the kingdom that matters Mm -hmm. i mean even even his disciples thought they were going to overthrow rome and i think you talked about that that's why jesus gave this parable specifically was because his disciples kept thinking this is a kingdom that they were going to set up on earth they were going to be political leaders they were going to rule the day Nope. And that's just not what Jesus had in mind. He said, "You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna drink from my cup, but it's not the cup that you're expecting to drink from." Right. And uh, I, I, I like the idea that we are ambassadors for Christ. You know, we've got these little embassies all over the world for the United States, mm-hmm. where there's, uh, <laughs> I had this like burped away from the microphone. <laughs> Thankfully, that's a pro right there. I've Woo-hoo, done this long enough. I know when to do all that. Uh, we are, so there's I'm ambassadors all over the world for the United States. And when we th- have that mentality of we are ambassadors for Christ, it's like we have this little embassy wherever we are in yes. our communities. And, and it's not to be an ambassador of our wealth, of our friends, of our family, family name, uh, whatever, whatever you want to think about politics, um, culture, our, our citizenship is in heaven. Yes. And so 
we act as ambassadors on behalf of heaven. And how does that framework work? Uh, well, that was weird. In our own, in our own lives yeah, and our everyday life. Yeah, that's key. And 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 kind of, I just, I really wanted to say this about the racism part, because uh, again, a lot of people think Jesus and Christianity is bigoted and, and yeah. stuff. But but when he when he started his public ministry, the first person he shared with to take his ministry public was a Samaritan woman. Yep. Okay, nobody talked to women, first of all. And Samaritans and Jews were like African Americans and whites in 1922 Alabama. Yeah. So there's that. And then it was the kind of woman she was who had been married five times and was currently living with a guy. That's who Jesus chose to take his ministry public first, which spoke volumes and speaks volumes. If we are his ambassadors, what do you do... What do you do with the leader? You do what he did and you say what he said. Yep. And you treat people the way he treated them. Yep. End of story. Yep. I like, again, we're going to have to have a bumper sticker, a t-shirt. It's simple, but it's not always easy. Right. But then there's the fruit of the spirit, self-control. You talked a little bit about that in conversations. A, a, a fruit of the spirit is self-control. If you don't have self-control in a heated conversation, that's on you. Mm-hmm. And you need to talk to God about it. You should talk to God about it. There you go. You must. There you go. <laughs> now, when we started this conversation, <laughs> uh, there were two things that you wanted to mm-hmm. talk about. Did we get to the second one? We did. Okay. We talked about the two things I wanted to talk about was the length of time the workers worked and oh, how yeah. some people think it's not fair that yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, right. it's, yeah. it's reported Jeffrey Dahmer became a Christian in prison. Yep. Well, I don't want to worship a God that lets Jeffrey Dahmer go to heaven. Yeah. So there's that. And then that led to the worldview conversation. Yeah. What's your worldview? Um, is it a biblical worldview, which Got is it. a God kingdom, or a multicultural, post-Christian, me kingdom worldview? So we did. Cool. In a circular, roundabout Great. way. I'm glad it was all somewhat cohesive. Um, in our brains, hopefully yeah. it comes out. We'll see what this does when it when it hits on Thursday. Y'all are gonna I'd be love like, to hear. Uh. Put it on Facebook. I'll check it. <laughs> tell us what you thought. Yeah, tell us what you think. Um, you can email me at brian at restorationtc.com uh, if you have any questions or you want to know more about Restoration Church and what we're doing. Thank you so much for listening. Are we done? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I think we've said enough. I was just wrapping it up, and I just realized <laughs> I didn't ask if there was anything else that we needed to share, but I felt like we covered covered it all. So send us a message, get a hold of us, uh, and check out a service. We had Feeding America last Saturday, and that was awesome. I forget already the numbers that we did, um, <laughs> but it was a lot of people that we served, and um, that's because of your giving. So... Thank you so much for giving. I think it's cool that um, w- when we give, that's that's a uh, another avenue of worship mm-hmm. is our giving, uh, specifically of our our finances. So to think that God implemented giving of our finances as a way we worship, um, the cool thing about it is that. Our worship impacts other people. Yes. And that is way cool. So 
when we give to Restoration Church, um, we don't give to keep lights on. We don't give to pay salaries. We give because we are worshiping God and what he's given to us. The byproduct of that is that other people are impacted by our worship. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. I would be inclined to agree. So you can give online at restorationtc.com. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, for being a part of this. We hope you have a great day, and we will see you on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. at Right Brain Brewery. Yeah. Cool. All right. See you later. Bye.